everything. The ancient prophecy of the Dugong witches told of humans who would call man and beast together against an enemy from beyond the sky. For centuries now, beasts had waited for these callers. However, as there was no enemy to fight, it had never seemed all that big a deal. Until now. At World Beast Council headquarters on Lord Howe Island, the wisest animals on the planet heard terrible reports coming in. Three humpback whales were being taken from every corner of the seven seas by others squealing this awful song. The council would step up their search for these callers, of course. But in the meantime, no aliens were just going to waltz in a mess with their whales. This was over a hundred years ago and old school human ships couldn't keep up if they wanted to. Only beasts had radar, sonar and internet so it was plain that animals would have to take care of business themselves, at least until human machines improved and the callers were found. Two years later, on a quiet, moonless night, the first of many Beast Navy nuclear submarines slid off the rails into Lord Howe Island Lagoon. The entire planet was now at war with the squealers, but not a single human stirred. The Great Prophecy of the Callers Two shall bring man and beast together against an enemy from beyond the skies. Humans bound by blood of different tribes. Found in a cold place where undrinkable rain falls from cloudless night. Not birds, they will fly through a solid sky. Not fish, they will cross beneath oceans. Speaking softly to the least of us, the callers will give service to the greatest. Until then, no beast may talk with any human. The moment of silence has begun. Part 1. Home Tree. Present day, southeastern Australia. Unicorns aren't real, either. Two young beasts snuggle beneath the foothills of the Australian Alps. A sputtering lamp lit the burrow where a platypus prepared dinner. Across the dirt floor, her son Albury read aloud to his baby sister. Snug in the tallest tree of the great mountain gum forest, the ninja pygmy possum warriors of Home Tree kicked many a bad guy's butt, stopping only to snack to their heart's content on the fanciest of tiny sausages. The mighty possums had cupcakes for dessert, then lived happily ever after. The end. That was awesome, said Sissy, sliding into another squeeze. Ninja Pigmy Possums really kick butt, don't they? She jumped out of her brother's lap to launch Kung Fu kicks at Shadows. Sure they do, said the teenager. But don't forget that this book is called Beasts of a Legend, like unicorns. Unicorns, rainbows and little ninja possums are all very well, Aubrey, called Mum from the kitchen. But didn't Dad tell you to go hunting and refill the pantry? She pointed a knife towards bare shelves. 
Raiding season will start soon enough. If we don't have three weeks supply and food there by next Saturday, your father will make you eat that book instead. Dad loved the muddy billabong full of tasty grubs and the cosy, dim burrow. Albury would rather have lived in a nice hotel with 24-hour room service pizzas, a decent reading lamp and no raiding bandits. He was, when you got right down to it, not actually all that good at being a platypus. He wanted to go to college and become a scientist. A billabong is a small pond, cut off from bigger streams by floods of mud. The burrow entrance lay just below the surface. Aubrey shuffled down the tunnel towards the rest of the world and sighed. If only the ninja warrior possums of Home Tree were real. Raiders wouldn't dare show up and beat on them ten times a year. And their libraries and schools. Oh, Aubrey trudged along, certain that the